Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents... I would like to speak to America's men for one minute. That slacker barista. I start getting full of emotion. Now we're going to build this new bridge here. Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No, I can't. Betches Up Podcast. Like, how are people surviving? Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Millie Tamaras. And this is the Better Sub Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Listeners, please forgive my hideous, hideously nasal voice today. Miss Rona finally caught me. Wow. Working through COVID, Joe Biden. I know. Mike got it, and he was very sick, and I'm very sick. So, like, I don't want to waste our tests. I'd rather test, like, to know when we're healthy. Like, I don't think it's really likely that I got a simultaneous nasty cold while my husband had COVID. Yeah, I think that that's probably smart. Wow. See, this is what happens, y'all. You save yourself for marriage and the virginity gods bless you with COVID. It was was the first time we ever kissed he exchanged with me. I do maintain that I have a marvelous immune system. Michael definitely brought it into the home. And it just didn't seem like I don't know how you quarantine. I don't I don't have responsibilities outside the home, so it didn't really make sense for me to like sleep in a separate place or anything like that. So how obviously, of you. Yeah. <laughs> how utterly feminist of you to have I nothing know. outside of the home. I would have banished him to a hotel, but he's just absorbed so many of my like daily admin like life survival tasks that uh that I can't live without him. Danny and I just kind of had an understanding. And also, like, neither Danny nor I are, like, seriously immunocompromised or anything. But, like, exactly. we just had an understanding that, like, if one of us gets it, we're both gonna we're going to get together. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's weird Jack and Rose going at the end of the ship. Like, <laughs> <laughs> jump. <laughs> it's crazy because I got the bivalent booster the day that I could and Mike got it too. And I'm obviously still glad that I did. I'm sure it made us less sick. But, I mean, I've read this week that there are some new strains that are just seeming to, like, sneak around. I put around, it in the so. newsletter today. Yeah. There's a new Omicron sub-variant that's Again. doing something it's annoying. So tired. Come up with something new already. I'm I'm triple Mm. boosted. I'm all the boosted. So I personally am like at this point now getting COVID is just like an inconvenient thing and I don't want to be sick and I don't want to spread COVID to someone for to someone for whom it is not that. But I'm just I'm just like, yeah, I mean, of course, there's a new variant. It's the holidays. I'm definitely like this is not the top like three sickest I've ever been. And I've never even had the flu. I've only just had like really bad sinus infections. I'm not saying go out and get this. I really wish I had worn a mask or we Mike had worn a mask wherever he picked this up. Like I'm definitely going to be masking in planes. Yeah. But but. Yeah, this is not this is not fun. But again, I think it's just I'm a baby about it because I haven't been sick since 2019. That's a good life. I prefer that life. But of course, the story, the story that our that our <laughs> listeners are waiting for, they're like, Amanda, we get it. We get you have COVID. The biggest story in the Northern Hemisphere is, of course, the resignation of British Prime Minister Liz Truss. We have a pretty healthy UK readership, especially yeah. for the newsletter. And 
no less than half a dozen people DMs up this morning saying, I cannot wait to see what Elise writes about Liz Truss resigning in six weeks. I wasn't, I think it was six weeks, right? Six weeks, six 45 weeks. days. How many um, scaramucci's was that? Like, I think it's four. He tweeted yeah. that. Yeah, he tweeted that she lasted four <laughs> scaramucci's. <laughs> Someone has been live blogging a like, Lettuce? A cabbage. Yeah, lettuce. Yeah, a head of lettuce. And they're like, will it last longer than Liz Truss? It did last longer than Liz Truss. I'm, I feel like I was like maybe a little bit off my British news game and like not following all the intricacies of this until re-upping this morning. But wow. Wow. Girl. girl. She is it's now the officially. Of quiet quitting. She did achieve achieve one important milestone for feminism, which she is now the shortest serving prime minister ever of the UK, which actually is or of England, which actually is surprising to me. Also, I put this in the newsletter. uh, She has the lowest polling in the history of polling there. Girl boss, slay, (laughs) slay, 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 queen. No one slayed it worse. If she was a man, if she was this bad, she'd at least be polling better. Absolutely. But also... (laughs) Boris Johnson stayed in office, but yeah. (laughs) It's one of those things where it's like she was put on a glass cliff. Absolutely. But um, yeah, she she came up with this plan that was so (laughs) bad and spooked the market so badly that the pound at one point hit an all-time low. My understanding is that it was like a growth plan that was basically tax breaks with no way to like fund them. And in the UK, like you get a lot of... Exactly. Exactly. And uh, normally we are like that's great. I could be a billionaire someday. But in the UK, they were like, absolutely not. UK government bond deals rose their fastest rate on record. The pound hit an all-time low against the US dollar. The mortgage market was upended. And the Bank of England had to intervene to ensure that pensions funds were going to be okay, which is a super dramatic step. And this isn't happening amid like a great global economy. You know, everybody's being really alarmist about some sort of near recession next year. So it's in the context of just sort of like a lot of economic turmoil. She clearly didn't read the room. She, it seemed like one of her aides, like the chancellor, came up with this plan, and then she fired. Oh, like them. her bestie, who she yeah, had they to fired fire. them, and then brought yeah. in another one. Um, but it was not, it was not enough, and she lost confidence, and uh, she resigned this morning. And now I feel Prince Charles. Now he's going to have to add this to his list of things to do. Is meet king. another PM. King, Girl, king. He's the king. He's Amanda. the damn king. Don't come for me. King Charles. He's Jesus. the reigning king monarch of the king and the commonwealth. So I have so many thoughts about this. Number one, it's just crazy that she started her tenure with basically like meets the queen. Queen immediately dies. <laughs> they have to go into a 10-day period where they're literally not allowed to work. They actually, she can't do anything. Instead, mm. she has to be doing the queen is dead stuff. Then she releases this plan. To me, it's just wild that it's like, it's not even a policy that actually went into place. It's just a plan that was so bad. It shook not just the economy of like the UK, but like it also reverberated through the EU. Like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it caused massive problems. The dollar, like, we became strong against the pound. Like I've never heard of an idea so bad that it like actually had like global implications at just the mere suggestion, not even the implementation, just that she put this idea out and everyone was like, wow. Imagine you submit like your strategic plan for your job for the year. And then your the email, they reply like, we're going to need you to submit your resignation. Yeah. Yeah. And also like, and also the company stocks are down because you (laughs) sent this, 
The company also, is failing now because you suggested this publicly. Also, the economy <laughs> five countries away is down <laughs> because this plan is so bad. Yeah, the entire industry saw your PowerPoint and it's bad. <laughs> your deck was that bad. We're we're laughing, but I wish America just had a tad of this. I know. A tad of politicians feeling shame, a tad of like everyone laughing at the like the thing about the UK is they'll throw motherfuckers under the bus. Totally. Nobody mm-hmm. gets thrown under the bus here. It's just double down and ass kissing and all that. And it and it sucks. Mm-hmm. And also like these people will make terrible ideas and no one will react. You know what I mean? So in, mm-hmm. in some ways I'm like, that's like somebody tweeted yeah. um today, it was just like there's a lot of instability, but like there is not this thing where if somebody gives a really bad idea or doesn't do something or this and that, they stay in office mm-hmm. for another whatever years. Or mm-hmm. like, I'm just imagine if yeah, the or like Senate in terms the are six years. So you know, if senators do something their first year, they've got five years to try to make you forget about it. Whereas in the UK, they can sort of be like, mm, no, 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 no. Yeah, I think a lot of it. I think there's a lot of things. I think there's one. Just the way we are with the two-party system. I mean, they they have more parties in the UK, but I think they have, like, kind of a top two. But either yeah. way, like, the way our two-party system works is that if a Republican president came out with this plan and it was so bad that it shook the global economy, Republicans would still be like, we're <laughs> totally. doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Number one. But then they would pay for it in the midterms. They I'm did. Sure they that did. happened. They did in the same – and, like, we're still – People's taxes are 2017 fucked up tax now. cuts yellow. Yeah, people's fa- taxes are fucked up and getting raised now, and they're blaming Joe Biden when that was Trump. Mm-hmm. Like, clearly. Yeah. yeah, so I think it, and then also I feel like with a parliamentary system, the party can remain in power even if like the prime minister goes away and they just put a new person in, you know, like Liz Truss is the same party as Boris Johnson. She just replaced him from the same Mm -hmm. group. I mean, this is so bad that now people are like labor might actually win again in the the UK because like, this is so fucked up. Well, I've also seen that the conservative party is like the only person that could get enough support from the conservative party. Maybe is Boris Johnson. They're literally floating in. (laughs) Not the the booty grabber apologist. Uh I know. They should let him zip line in. Like he did, like (laughs) he did a zip line that one time kind of famously. They should let him zip line back in. But yeah, I think this is so bad they might actually lose power. But with a parliamentary system, you can switch out the head guy and still have the party be in power. So I think they're way more likely to be like, yeah, fuck the head guy. He's like messed totally. up exactly. or whatever. Yeah. Whereas now I know, it's like, which, yeah, you can't, we can't just like replace Donald Trump or, or Joe Biden or yeah. anyone at any time, which is to our detriment. Yeah. An entire party's <laughs> political fortune is tied to one individual who gets to be there for, yeah. for a long time, yeah. unless they're impeached or removed, which is also Trump, elected totally separately from them. Right. Cause like mm-hmm. the prime minister is chosen from like the, MPs of the Conservative Party, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, British listeners. But either way, like, they're, he's pulled, he or she is pulled up from within them, whereas, like, we, we just can elect any random reality television star can be the president. And that's also why women are much more likely to accede to power in those systems, because you're not yeah. having to rely on an entire electorate to be down with a woman leader, just, mm-hmm. just the members of her party. And it's kind of the opposite in that, like, 
the one person here gets to choose the entire cabinet and like who runs like the department and how blah, blah, transportation and all this shit where it's like the other way around where everyone chooses like who they want to run for these, all these other departments. And then those people pick the leader, but yeah, that's a good point of like how women are able to get in power because it's just so crazy. Like everyone's so deeply, deeply sexist that it's hard to see a future where a woman can literally all politicians have like, you know, shit in their background or do dumb shit. Boris Johnson lied about an assault, like assault, like yeah. he had even seven in- kids, whatever. And like Luz Trust did a bad plan, which is she's fucking stupid too. But like, God, six weeks compared to how long was mm-hmm. Boris Johnson? Boris Johnson had like eighty scandals that he actually <laughs> did and actually went through. So many. I, that's why it's like I can't believe he's just being banned. It's like it's not like he like you know he lapsed his term and now it restarted. Let's throw him in. It's like everything he did was very bad. Also worth noting. I mean. The UK has had th- it's three female prime ministers now, but they've yeah. all been conservative. So they've all been sort of like complicit in the patriarchy. So even though they're yeah, a little bit easier to accede, like they're still doing it. They're still evil. You yeah. have to yeah. do it within the power exactly. of like you have to like align yourself with the dark forces and be like, I will put my female face. I'll raise on taxes so high yeah. that the global economy threatens yeah, to or collapse. I'll lower taxes because I think right, were, right, she was like, me. yeah, she's like, I'll eliminate all taxes if you let me do it. And they're like, okay, but and you also, cannot yeah. say anything to champion women while yeah. you do so. And it's like they of course, famously. No, I won't. Have so many Absolutely public not. services. How do you just say like mm, we're gonna chill with the taxes? Yeah, exactly. this will be a fun. I'm curious to see uh, who who gets another shot. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic. The next time you are searching for the perfect gift, now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone on any occasion. Now it's easier to find gifts made by independent sellers for all of the people in your life, like the pickleballers, I know plenty of those, the jazz fan, the artist, the pasta lover, whatever niche interest they have, you can find an incredible gift on Etsy. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there is something for everyone. There is so much pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas specifically for my dad, but my dad loves flying. He loves airplanes. He loves aviation, and he never gets sick of a cute little gift that has a reference to that. And the inventory for that on Etsy is incredible. I hope my dad lives for 200 years because I can get him a birthday present related to aviation or planes from Etsy for every single one of them, if not hundreds and hundreds of years more. There really is that much. A gifting moment is always around the corner, but whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Next, we'll discuss a woman who did organically get elected to (laughs) run a state only mm-hmm. to uh, be threatened with kidnapping. So yep. do you guys okay. remember when a self-described militia group hatched a plan to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer? Who could forget? Who could forget? Well, those guys are currently on trial. And there's been a bit of a wrinkle, a forbidden romance kind of wrinkle. 
A juror has been cut over concerns that she was flirting oh with one of the defendants. Oh, my the God. Michigan Assistant Attorney General told the judge this week that they were very concerned about a juror who was engaging in, quote, nonverbal communication with defendant Paul Baylor. <sighs> Apparently, other members of the jury and spectators in the courtroom had observed longing glances and flirty smiles between the juror and defendant. <laughs> Ultimately, the judge did remove the juror, saying that he had to err on the side of caution because this didn't just happen on one day, but over multiple days. He added that he had, that's commitment, man. He added that he had never seen that kind of behavior in his 35 year career. So, a reminder Paul Beller, he's one of the alleged members of a self styled militia group called the Wolverine Watchmen. Prosecutors have. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. I Wolverine know. Watchmen is where I draw the line. <laughs> that's where you draw the line. If you, had, if you had a cooler name when you tried to kidnap her. Uh, that's where I just truly have to draw the line at naming your thing just too, like, badass comic book, Wolverine Watchmen. Well, the Watchmen is looks- like, aren't they, like, notoriously, both of them, don't they have a message against fascism? Yeah, but these the people Wolverine- don't, they yeah, never and actually know Watchmen's what the thing they're reading is about. like, anti-white and anti-white supremacists, but continue, Amanda. I think that's the whole point. The only added yeah. details are just for a reminder of what this man this eligible bachelor is being charged with. He is, prosecutors accuse him and two others of providing material support for terrorist acts. They're also being accused of gang membership. And Beller in particular, he hosted the meetings at his house and provided the ammunition. And I've included a picture of this gentleman and um, <laughs> nothing special. Listen, listen. Just an unremarkable ho- looking yeah. man. No chin. Uh, no glass, chinless. Like not even like, these are like, Lens crafters ask, like, not even Warby Parker. Yeah, it's not, we're not having a fashion glass. Not that it's ever okay to sort of stand. Like, I think you guys talked about an episode I wasn't on about the Jeffrey Dahmer stuff. Like, it's never okay to no. stand a bad dude. But, but this is just like, girl, I know there's he's no not Aaron a Hernandez. lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's no he's Aaron Hernandez. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it just makes me think, girl. Like, babe, he can't text you back from prison. He couldn't successfully execute a kidnapping. You think he's going to plan a date? He's busy this, with his gang. Just just such a sad – to me, it's just a sad yeah. commentary as, on just the dearth of eligible men in the Midwestern United States. Well, as the senior single person correspondent on the Vetches Sub podcast, um, I just got to say, I know it's rough out there. Yeah. I know it's hard. I know that, you know, dating can be challenging. Literally had five breakdowns today because somebody didn't text me as quickly as I would like them to. And then I got my period. So it's all contextualizing. And then he texted me right after that. So I get it. But we cannot be this down bad. This is bad. Come on. Like, this guy, let me tell you something. You come to New York City. You take the train to 42nd Street Grand Central. Stand outside long enough, mm-hmm. there'll be 20 Paul Bellars wearing Patagonia vests buying some fucking overpriced ass salad. Absolutely. Yeah, do better. Like, I, I encourage you guys to Google this man just to see how like basic he is. And it's just like so mid. I assure mid. you, you can meet this man elsewhere where he's not on trial for trying to kidnap the governor of your state. <laughs> I assure you that you can find him in other ways. And it also is just like, they must have been eye-fucking each other so, so bad. So, so bad. bad. For it to be a situation where it's like, 
No, we have to. Because the, the hurdle that you have to get over for people to just kind of be like, that's weird, but I'm going to let it slide. Like, <laughs> these two must have been like fucking cartoon dog tongue out, like, oh, just like going fucking crazy at each other if the, the judge is stopping the proceedings. What also, I can't believe is that she made it through, like, she made it through everything and got on the jury. Yeah. Like, there were no. Not a single because nobody Maybe made she her was horny determined. like that. Nobody she was, made her horny. No, she was normal until she laid eyes on this guy in a North Face <laughs> on this hard to <laughs> on this, getting yeah, charged on this with felonies, like <laughs> literally like an unhot Paul Dano. Honestly, <laughs> yes, she like, truly Paul Dano's already ugly hot. She yeah. was a normal woman, just average lady, and then something happened when she saw him and the sparks. Flu, I guess. Do you know what this I say? Like, Make her the next bachelorette. She deserves yeah. it. Yes. Honestly, we need more like what mid of what and honestly, <laughs> this is good. Like, there's someone out there for everyone. Yeah. You know? So it doesn't even matter if you, you don't can fall look, in love anyway. You don't look perfect. And it doesn't even matter if you tried to murder the governor of Michigan. Somebody's out there is gonna I fuck you. You for the judge to say he's never seen that kind of behavior in 35 years and he's been a judge in Michigan. Yeah. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Michigan you know he's has seen shit. shit. He's seen shit. And uh. he's just like, I draw the line. I cannot do this anymore. I have to I mean I'm I got to go to this like luncheon with Emily's list recently and the headliner was Gretchen Whitmer and she made a lot of, um, you know, light jokes about how she had, people had tried to kidnap her and sort of speaking to, you know, but at least women, we've got each other's backs and no, um, we don't. Governor <laughs> Whitmer, I, no, unfortunately, right. yeah, this, I, also, I will say, um, just to, just to bring it back because this idea was pitched and I want to put a pin in it. I love the idea of a bachelorette where the idea isn't that she's an amazing catch and she's <laughs> trying to find another catch. It's like, we need to get this girl a boyfriend. She's falling in love with people she sees in court. Yeah. She's getting... Like, I, 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 I get it. We need <laughs> to find her a nice man. Listen, I'm not trying to be a bitch and I'm not trying to destroy a whole genre. But this guy, if this girl and this guy get together, I'm going to give it nine months before she's on TikTok talking about how she's with a man who doesn't wash his own ass and, like, <laughs> doesn't help her with the dishes. And she's so, like, yeah. those kinds of TikToks, mm -hmm. which my F FYP knows that I'm going to watch all of it because I'm yeah. just, like, again, single ambassador. Uh -huh. But this guy just does not look like He's going to wash a dish after he made pizza rolls on it is what I <laughs> he just doesn't look like it. He looks like he he's going to make the Tostinos. He's going to put in the microwave too long. So there's cheese all over the plate. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let that cheese get really dried and crusty and not even let it soak. Mm -hmm. No, he has never whenever, washed the Navy sheets on his twin mattress on the floor. Not one Absolutely one. not. And when you come home and you're like, what's up, honey? He's like, I'm in the basement with my boys. And you're yeah. like, whatever. Well, and that you happens watch every and yeah, I'm I'm in the basement with a werewolf watchman. Don't come down here. And then <laughs> and it happens every day, every day, every day. And then one day you're trying to put the kids to bed, and what happens? The FBI raids your house because he's been planning a kidnapping down there. If they do it once, they'll do, they it, again. do it again. They'll, they'll do, it do it again. Do it again. How you get them? How you lose them? <laughs> <laughs> I wish that woman. <laughs> I, I do wish I truly, I truly earnestly do wish this woman 
all the best through her journey. I think she needs it. Uh, I hope yeah. that she has a, a therapist that can help her. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to play perhaps the lowest brow game of supporter suppress we may ever play on the show. <laughs> it is midterms. Midterms are around the corner. And you know what? We have been talking about it. We've been doing our job. We've been talking midterms all week. I don't think there's many updates other than Val Demings. I think you and you and Caitlin talked about yesterday. Mm-hmm. Slade in her debate. These candidates yes. are amazing. Early voting starts in Texas this weekend. Do ah! it. Go do it. The, Go the, vote for the turnout and the turnout and Rochelle Garza for AG. The turnout in Georgia. The turnout in Georgia is giving me like a little twinkle of like, oh shit, is this going to be like a blowout? Like I'm starting to get excited. There is really good turnout so far. As far as the early voting, it's like um, 2018 numbers. We need that. I think. We need that. Republicans so. do tend to wait to vote, but I, mm. I've heard that these numbers are still pretty good. But for supporters suppressed, we're going to take we're going to take a pop culture reprieve for the rest of our show, and we will start with the saga of James Corden and Baltasar, <laughs> <laughs> which we didn't uh, get to talking about earlier this week. But it's good that we didn't because there is an update. So Baltasar is a medium good but very trendy and vibey downtown eatery owned by Keith McNally, who's a buzzy restaurateur. This week, Keith McNally announced publicly that late night host James Corden was no longer allowed at the restaurant after being rude to wait staff on two separate occasions. He called Corden the most abusive customer to my Baltazar servers since the restaurant opened 25 years ago. One episode involved Corden sending back an omelet because it appeared to have egg white in it, but his wife had specifically ordered an egg yolk omelet. I've never heard of that. I've never does that sound British good? British people I, eat weird shit. They British eat the people have shit. the British too. Yeah, she is. Egg yolk, like I've heard custard, but egg yolk. I the Washington Post tried to make it, and they were like, "It's it's not good." But there was a little bit of egg white in it, which I guess was perceptible to them. So when it was sent back anew, but with the wrong side dish, Corden reportedly erupted. You can't do your job. You can't do your job. Maybe I should go into the kitchen and cook the omelet myself. Just as an aside here, you could give me. The most you could give me anything at brunch during New York City brunch service, and I'd be like, "This is fine, this is fine." Yeah. Well, this is my thing, right? They ordered an egg yolk omelet, so the egg yolk, the omelets usually either come with fries or salad. If someone's ordering an egg yolk omelet, you're like, they don't care about being so they and then and then so they gave her the second egg yolk omelet with fries instead of a salad, and he's like, "What's wrong with you?" But it's like. I don't know. That would make sense if you don't give a fuck about eating egg whites, which are the more nutritional part of the egg. Then yeah. why are you like all of a sudden like – Well, clearly the order went back just as a normal order and didn't have the – like you can totally see how that happens. Brunch in New York City is is crazy. Chaotic. If you ever watch a show with any cooks or chefs on it, they all talk about how much they hate it. So it's also just bizarre to me that he was accusing the waiter of of botching the omelet because the waiters don't make the omelets. I can't remember what the other scenario was, but I think it was like over like placement of a table or something. But not a day later, McNally amended his statement saying that Corden was welcomed again to his restaurants because he had apologized profusely and anyone who had it in them to do that deserved to be welcomed back, basically. So my first question is, did this behavior from James Corden surprise you hearing it? No. Oh, no. How come? He has that reputation. Oh, does he? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that he's a dick. Uh, that's the... He's got an Ellen reputation? Yes, yeah. absolutely. That's exactly what I was going to say, the Ellen thing. Yeah, that is that is what I have always heard. I mean, my hope, because, you know, I'm on Broadway TikTok, and it's been going around lately that they might bring James Corden in to play the baker in Into the Woods, and everyone is like, please don't. And maybe... The bad press will mean they don't bring him in. 
<laughs> it's really all I could think about. <laughs> I was like, that maybe they do you care one way me. or the other if he is brought in as the baker? Would you prefer he not? Be well, I've already seen it. it. I've already seen it with Sarah Bareilles. So your experience um, can no longer be compromised. I'm, I don't care because I'm not going. I'm not going again. But I feel bad for the other people who want to see Into the Woods for all of the reasons that it's good, and then they have to see James Corden as the baker. The apology made it feel like he was just covering his ass. Like, oh, people found out, and my brand. Like, it is surprising. I think I had heard from somebody before that he he is one of those sort of like cherubic nice guys on TV who is an asshole and means people in real life. But it seemed like he was really just trying to like not genuinely be like, I'm very sorry I treated them that way. Cause he did it multiple times and he's a celebrity rich person. They all do that. But then yeah. he was just trying to like cover his ass and the supporter suppress here. Do you support or suppress James Corden getting readmitted to Baltazar? Or do you think he should have been banned entirely? Do you think that his apology earned him admission? Yeah, no, I say uh, suppress because first of all, the guy Keith McNally, best friends with Woody Allen. Yeah. He's, he's a too. fucking dick. <laughs> He's a he's best friends with Woody Allen. Um, also, he didn't apologize to the staff. He apologized and kissed ass to Keith McNally, and it's just like, oh, he apologized to me, so it's fine. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, he was he. That doesn't mean that he's gonna treat your workers better. Yeah, he like, also defended Ghislaine Maxwell. Yeah, and then this guy, this guy fucking sucks. So you I think can't he, there have, was like, some Me Too stuff at his restaurants that he didn't take seriously too. So yeah, like, this yeah. guy. This guy sucks. Also, like, there is, there's all these little anecdotes of James Corden now, like, circulating in the way that the Try Guy stuff circulated, all this stuff. There's still Try Guy um, stuff out there about how somebody found them having sex in public. But anyway, (laughs) uh, allegedly. But anyway, there is one about, like, James Corden, like, refused to help his wife with their baby or something on the plane and shit like that. So, like, James Corden's a dick. Keith McNally, like, did this whole thing just to get an apology. Like, you're a bitch. It, everyone was... The only reason this got attention because in the rare instance of somebody in power standing up for their workers, like, it was really cool and different and calling out a celebrity, like, not letting the celebrity guys. But as soon as the celebrity kisses your ass, you take a step back. Fuck you. You're lame. Fuck Keith McNally. And also, Balthazar, Amanda said medium good, but I want you to know that, like, Every douchebag, every TikTok, every like it's Balthazar. Like that is that restaurant. Yeah. It has that reputation. It's like so expensive and lame and like you don't need to add it to your New York must see list. If it's on no. it, take it off. No. No, but like so I was just like, how much of a dick do you have to be? Cause like there are just so many dick ass customers. You just have to be so terrible to be banned from Balthazar. Exactly. Yeah. So like it has to be exceptionally bad behavior because on sad to say some level of disrespect is kind of standard and normal um, in a restaurant. So for the waiters to be that upset, like it must have been really egregious. And for Keith McNally to walk it back, he's a dick. That's just what I say. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, I hadn't Mm -hmm. thought of what you said before, but it's like, yeah, imagine being one of those waiters and then. Uh, presumably maybe he was like, Hey guys, I'm going to say publicly that he can come back. But yeah, that does feel like a big, like slap in the face. Why would you also go back where nobody wants you? Just find somewhere else to eat, bro. Yeah. I wonder how quickly like he will go back. I, I feel like that's a choice. Like, does you go back right away? And, I'll be like, looking at Duma make very a big closely. show of trying to like, like <laughs> another thing I've learned on Broadway TikTok is that Leah Michelle is like making a big show of being a, joy to work with like she's yes, trying to I've be really really nice to everybody on the set of funny girl so 
So I'm like, when do we hear about James Corden going to Balthazar and leaving like an insane tip and yeah. being like, I just want to say that you're all doing an amazing job. Like just like going Carpool, all karaoke in. just in Balthazar. Yeah, exactly. He like does. And, but it's like completely inconvenient for them. <laughs> yeah. um, I've heard that about Leah Michelle too from somebody who works there is that it's so performatively nice that it makes everyone uncomfortable. Oh my gosh. Like there's a janitor like sweeping the floor and she'll tap him <laughs> and be like, Hey, Oh my God. Uh, that's just you? annoying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what, that's the vibe that's going yeah. on there. I'm Betch's co-founder Jordana Abraham. And this episode is brought to you by Instacart. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on, while she's sneezing, coughing, aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us, trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues to tea to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same, with the same fish picture? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes, conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you and the entire family covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week, and they serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it is economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. So for a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash feverdream. That's homechef.com slash feverdream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash feverdream. You must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. And now on our news and politics podcast, we will discuss Olivia Wilde's special salad dressing. <laughs> Friend of SUP, Rohita Kadami, tweeted that because Olivia Wilde got the recipe from Nora Ephron's book, Heartburn, which she wrote after splitting from Carl Bernstein, the journalist who uncovered Watergate, that this is all Richard Nixon's fault. And therefore, I think this is a politics story. 100%. Thank you, Rohita. Thank you. It's really refreshing to blame something on Nixon and not Reagan like it mm -hmm. always is. So mm -hmm. I, I, I appreciate it. The Olivia Wilde, Jason Sudeikis, Harry Styles drama continued this week after the Daily Mail published a story. I think it was the Daily Mail published a story claiming to show Jason Sudeikis expressed dismay that Wilde had left their family at one point. Not like existentially left his family, although I, that might have been what he meant. But she just she departed the residence at one point to apparently bring Harry Styles a salad and a very special salad dressing. And there was like a there was a desperation in the text that made it sound like this was like how could she? This was our special family salad dressing. And he was so torn up about it that the internet obviously was like, oh my God, how special must the salad dressing be to feature so prominently in Jason Sudeikis's heartbreak. Olivia Wilde heard the calls and she shared an Instagram story with a page from Heartburn detailing a recipe for salad dressing that includes Two tablespoons of Dijon mustard, two tablespoons of good red wine vinegar mixed in slowly with six tablespoons of olive oil. Do we support or suppress 
this recipe. Does this sound tasty to you? She also suggested adding it with arugula, endive, and one other bitter green. I just think it sounds a little bitter. I think it's what I want from a salad dressing personally. I like an astringent. You do. Stout salad dressing. I you think there's Jacob's honey in this too. And then I'm no. like, I would, no. You gotta, that's the best what everyone's saying. You got to do a little bit of honey. Yeah, you got to do some honey. You got to put in some, a little bit of garlic powder, salt, pepper. Like what's going on? What's going on? Why aren't we seasoning this? I feel like, again, it's not about the salad dressing. It's the, it's, it's the family salad. <laughs> exactly. Like the reboot of the family stone is <laughs> um, <laughs> the family yeah. salad. But again, this is another story that is at the core pro worker proletariat versus workers versus bourgeoisie. I'm going to go there. They treated their nanny like shit, didn't mm-hmm. give her a severance, and now everyone knows about their fucking salad. Mm-hmm. And that's why you got to fucking protect your workers keep them happy and treat them good so that the whole world doesn't know that you fucking laid under your wife's car because she went to go fuck somebody way younger than her. And then you're like, oh my God, whatever. But then you're way older than her, Jason. So what the fuck? But also, I mean, to everything you said, yes. (laughs) And (laughs) number one, yes. But number, like, to me, it's like, you cannot be texting your fucking nanny like this and then not giving her severance. Yeah. Like, you cannot... Like, first of all, the nanny... I've been a nanny. The nanny sees what's going on in your house. Oh, for sure. And the nanny sees and hears things, and uh, you should pay her handsomely to do all of the things that are part of her job description and also to keep your fucking secrets. (laughs) That is so crazy. Olivia Wilde grew up so rich. Like, that's bizarre. I mean, some rich people are the stingiest. Yeah. It just seems like she probably took a step back from like the day-to-day nanny things and and Jason was there and Jason was the one that was treating her poorly. Um, And like, it seemed like he was also like venting to her a lot. Mm -hmm. Oh no. Putting her, yeah, like the whole fucking article is crazy. Like he would be like, can you believe this? She's fucking somebody else. And like the nanny has to like stay there. It wasn't just that she like kind of passively, like she was an active participant and Olivia just didn't seem to be there. A lot because she was working or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but I mean, that's yeah. like fine if you if you like you know pad her pay with mm-hmm. you know for the emotional support services. But yeah, no no to self no celebrities if you're listening, do not be mean. Please do not be mean to waste. Don't be mean, but like also if something's not working out, you have to you know the the whole thing about severance is that they they you they get severance to sign an NDA. Mm-hmm. So that if they say shit like this, they will get sued. Right. That's right. That's so, true. Mm-hmm. Like so. that's it. That's it's literally biting them in the ass. Mm-hmm. What a botched, what a botched outcome here. I mean, I look forward to, to more from this, but maybe I'll try that salad dressing. But yeah, you got to add some honey. I support as long as we're adding some honey and seasoning. To end, it is Thursday. So I wanted to ask you both, what's getting you through the week, Millie? Uh, you know what? I like to watch like a bad action movie before I go to bed. So I've been watching uh, the Divergent series. Ha, oh, fun. Ha, ha. Um, and it is cr- apocalyptic Chicago <laughs> is crazy. I'll yeah. just say that. Uh, and Theo James is so hot. Perfect, Elise. Um, getting me through the week. 
I've been continuing on my spooky season Halloween movie tour. Danny and I had a really nice like dinner and a movie date, and we saw a Barbarian over mm, the weekend. How was and it? I heard it's really. I good. really liked it. I think it's really scary. Um, Justin Long is in it, and he's great. Um, yeah, I really liked it. I really don't have any any. It gave me everything I want. My yeah. type, my favorite type of scary movie. I'm not sure if I've said this on the pod, but It Follows is my favorite scary mm. movie. And I'll watch that this weekend. And what I like is just like simple plot, scary monster. Uh, and that I think that Barbarian has kind of I wouldn't call the plot simple, but the monster is scary. Perfect. And that's all I'm going to say because I really think you should go into it not really knowing very much about the movie at all. I'm with both of you. I've been on a movie kick. I normally can't pay attention to movies because I'm addicted to my phone. But something about being sick, like I just don't want the overstimulation of the scrolling and the yelling and the noises. Mm -hmm. So I've actually been able to like sit during movies and definitely spooky ones too. The ones I recommend I watch this week were, have you guys seen Nightmare Alley? No. I hate scary movies. It's not <laughs> super scary. It's a little dark. It's It's got like Bradley Cooper and he's like a carny in it and he like sort of takes it too far. It's cool. It's spooky, but also kind of like fantastical and then last night i watched bodies 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 and i liked it oh, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah i've heard bodies 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 is really good. i was Our like i thought rachel. expecting to see oh really who oh yeah she was so funny in it rachel's the best she's so yeah nice. it had that whole like kerfuffle over amanda stenberg like dming the new york times critic for calling it overly sexual and i was what like what do you think now that you watched it I didn't see a bare boob the whole time. What was that person talking about? Like, it wasn't overly sexual. I mean, the movie it wasn't was like- was a 90 minute ad for titties? No. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I, I wasn't down for well, all Amanda, of the commentary on female <laughs> friendships. Fair, fair. fair. But okay, it okay. definitely didn't feel like that. But I would definitely recommend that. It's like a perfect silly Halloween movie. And I didn't think it was too scary. And it's like so ostentatiously gory that it's like clearly fake. But I would yeah. recommend those too. So I hope everybody has a love- a lovely movie weekend. That is our show. Please remember to rate and review if you love the show. Until the end of Democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Millie Tamaris. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye. The Betches Up Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Sasmacat. Editing by Rebecca Sasmacat. Social media by Amanda Duberman and Bridget Swartz. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails at suppod at betches.com. Betches.